Yeah, no, I like it a lot. That's that uh, good, louder yeah. with Crowder type feel, kind of, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is the best it's looked so far. Yeah, um, no, it's looking good. Okay, perfect. I'm going to do a quick intro, and then we'll, um, we'll kind of get rolling. All right. Welcome to the On The Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hamilton. Um, guys, if you're here locally in Texas like I am, I just I got to bring something to light. Um, the state of Texas and, and all of us uh, individuals within Texas are, uh, well, to be frank, we're under attack. Uh, we're under attack from a far-right extremist group from California uh, who, ca- who continue to send all of their Democrats over here uh, for some reason. And they probably think it's to try and uh, flip their state uh, red, but what's actually happening is they're working on flipping Texas blue, uh, and it's getting scary. It's getting scary. And, and and speaking of that, I've got um I've got one of those extremists on the line. Uh, tuning in today, we got Spencer Kirksey. Spencer, how you doing? Good man. Uh, my full title is domestic terrorist. As well, so <laughs> I can put that in. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys uh, come up with this uh, diabolical plan to uh, flip California? Uh, you know, our good Lord Savior, Gavin Newsom, he's making it pretty easy for us, let's be honest. But uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, you and I have a fair bit of ranting to to, uh, to do, but I've said it time and time again. I am a California native. Don't hold it against me. Uh, but uh, I do live in a good pocket uh, here in Riverside County. Uh, but there are some really, really rough areas out here in California as far as uh, the political uh, schemes go. But sure. Thankfully, we are as of right now in a in a pretty good spot. Yeah. No. Um. There are definitely sections of California that I actually absolutely love. Um. Some of those southern sections, and then the the northernmost sections where the redwoods yeah. are is freaking go, beautiful go out like there. Way dude. way north, like past San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You're dude. You're talking like serious ag, like very very rural area where you couldn't tell if yeah. that was you know middle of Texas or not. Oh, know, I love it, man. There's, it's there's some again. Calif- I talk I talk just as much uh, shit about California as anybody else does. <laughs> Maybe not Rebecca, but but close to it. Yeah, uh, it's it's a wonderful state because it's absolutely gorgeous. We've got the mildest weather you could possibly imagine, pretty much year round. You can be in mud, snow, on the top of a mountain, in the middle of a lake, putting your toes in the ocean, all within an hour or so drive. But again, politics have just absolutely destroyed the state. And, yeah. um, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that. But it really is a great state. But man, are we are we in some trouble? I have only and to be truthful, I tend to just stay home. Um, but I've traveled here and there for work purposes. Um, I spent some time over in L.A. and I did nothing oh. while I was over there uh, oh, because gosh. one, I I couldn't function in that environment. Like it's, it's I, so busy. It's It's like this. It's like that um, when you're in your TV static. Right? Dude, it was like, insane. We flew in. I got our hotel was like, I can't remember. Our hotel was only like 15 minutes from the airport, but it took like a solid 45 minutes to get there. Oh, yeah. And uh, that the whole area around LAX is just brutal. Yeah. And then the Uber, um, the Uber charged us a crazy amount of money, peak time or whatever. And it was like, I can't believe I just paid that much money for a taxi. Of course, the company covered it and they're fine with it. They did that normally. But I'm like, guys, look, I'm from the woods. Like, I don't I don't think you understand if there's a traffic jam. It's because there's a tractor going to a different field like this doesn't work for me. Right. Yeah. Um, that was my first experience. My next experience is here at Selmark. I actually have two roles. I run this podcast, um, but I'm also the designer. Um, and being one of the, being one of the designers here, I have to deal a lot with packaging manuals, things that aren't sexy, but 
have to get done, right? Yeah. Um, and California is just a bitch to work with, man. I mean, the whole prop Prop sixty five is the 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 biggest political thing that I've had to deal with on California side, and it's just mind blowing to me that the entire country has to have. I don't know if you're familiar with Prop sixty five, but I'm going to talk about it now so everybody else is. Hit me with it. The entire country has to have little warning labels right here. Warning: This product could, can expose you to chemicals, including I don't know what that says, budine or whatever. I don't know. Which in the state of California is known to cause cancer, right? And it's a Prop sixty five warning that has to be on the package based on what that product is made out of. Now, that's a California specific yeah. thing. Like, no other state is requiring this. The, the Prop 65 list, like the, the, the products that are on there, would blow you away. It's, it's like over, like over 3,000 things to the state of California that are either going to cause cancer or birth defects. And they have to be clearly labeled on the packaging. And if not, they sue the <laughs> you. And I am 100% convinced... It is just a way for California to rake in money, man, uh, because no other state has those requirements. And it's maddening to be over here sitting in Texas and all of a sudden they're like, hey, uh, California says we're not compliant. Uh, we need to add this. And I'm like, Who the f- <laughs> is anybody still in California? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, know, that's crazy. Well, that that is wild about prop, the Prop 65 and. And you're probably onto something. It probably has nothing to do with anything other than just trying to rake in some extra dough yeah. uh, to pad the the pockets of uh, the already greedy and, and rich politicians out here. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's crazy. Uh, just on my street alone, um, six neighbors have put in their final notice. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, that's just on my street. And uh, you can look it up. Uh, the the amount of Californians that are, are leaving there. I mean, they're leaving in droves, Yeah, right? They're, they're, they're bouncing. But at the same time, there are, you know, houses, this is insane. Next door neighbor of mine, again, putting his final notice. He's out, they're moving South Carolina, I believe. Uh, and their house had in the first day at 41 offers. Holy smokes. <laughs> Well, so the flip side, so the flip side of that, right? It's known that a lot of these people that are, that are leaving California and coming to States like Texas and Florida here, the housing market is so insane because of, I mean, we're experiencing the same thing, but you take these people from the inner cities in California that are used to living in shoebox apartments and paying yeah. crazy money for it. That's not how it was here in Texas. Like, you could go get a home for $60,000, like a, a home with a couple of bedrooms and a couple of bathrooms. Yeah. And like, you know, it might not be huge, but it, it's affordable. Now, yeah. tiny homes. There's literally somebody just built a tiny home in Glen Rose, Texas, which is Poe, just backwoods, rednecks, small population, Texas. And they're literally renting it out for like $1,500 a month. That's a, that's a, not even like a tiny home. It's, it's like what? 700 square foot. And the only reason, the only way they justify doing that is because there is a crazy amount of people from other States, not just California, New York, a bunch of other States that are coming in and they're used to paying those prices. And then sometimes, sometimes they're excited about it. Like, Hey, this is bigger than what I was in. 
And I'm I get that. Lie, man. You said fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, that's a deal right there. Dude. <laughs> yeah. We lived in Huntington Beach. Again, Huntington Beach is like a touristy area. Uh, you know, beach town. Yeah. Uh, you know, big main street, whatever. We were in an apartment, eight hundred square foot apartment, paying. Oh man, I'm gonna make us sound like absolute fucking idiots, but I think we were paying like twenty five hundred. No, I mean that's the that's the market there though. Like, but so you have been conditioned, right? So like that is acceptable to you. That's that square footage, that price point. So if you were to move to a state like Texas, automatically you see these high price. Well, to me is a high price, and you're not even gonna blink an eye and be like sold. Yeah, I got it. Well, California money is a lot different than Texas. Oh money. yeah, that's true too. It and, goes a lot further. And I'll tell you, and not, I'll tell maybe not as. Maybe not as further as they used to. No, what it is is salaries in general are higher. Like yeah. because because the tax rates are higher and the cost of living is higher, the salaries are higher. Like it all kind of balances out. But I'll tell you where Texas companies are struggling and other companies um, like Texas. Um, COVID COVID did a couple of things, but one of the big ones was opening the eyes to the option of working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, so now these companies from California and um, you know New York, um, they're looking at, for employees that are willing to work from home, and they don't care what state they're in. They might be in Texas or whatever, and um, they're fine with paying them more wages. Than, they're paying California standard wages to Texas employees who aren't used to making that type of money, and what that's creating is a just a slew of people leaving Texas companies to go work remote for out-of-state companies um, because they get to work from home for more money. And the Texas companies are having trouble flexing to that. They're Honestly, they are losing employees in droves because they're not used to letting people work from home and paying out more money. And you're like, look, the same job I'm doing now, I can do at home five days a week for 20 grand more a year if I just go get employed by this company right here. And, and that does that does suck for those Texas companies. But I'll tell you right now, like, I think that would be one of the for, in my eyes, in my opinion, uh, the one good thing that did happen during all of the yes. COVID hysteria yeah. is that people realized a couple things. One, man, I really fucking hate my job. I want to go do something else yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people never went back to their jobs after they got um, furloughed or let go and brought back or whatever. For a sure. A lot of people didn't go back. Yep. And I think that was a good thing because a lot of people realize, man, uh, things can go south really, really fast. Yep. And I want to at least be doing something that I have that I have a passion about yep. or, or something that I love to do. Yep. So I think that was a good thing. And another thing is for businesses, I think a lot of businesses realize they don't need to have that 20,000 square foot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, industrial size. Building. We can cut utility costs by having people we work at home. Utility yeah. costs. Hey, maybe we can put cut some of that money that we're going towards rent every month, Yeah, you know, 20 grand a month or something, whatever it is, yeah. and we can put it back into the company or, you know, find yeah. different ways to make our employees happier or whatever it is. So yeah. I think those are a couple things that did, did work in the benefit for, uh, for people. Generally yeah. Speaking. I would agree yeah. with that. But again, on the flip side, all these unnecessary lockdowns and shutdowns at the same time destroyed. And so you many guys, small you guys had it really bad. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, we had some stupid right shit. Now. Newsom's trying to say there's still an emergency right now. It's uh, like, go fuck yourself. Dude. Yeah. Like, how How do you think that's how? Yeah. Everybody else is like, okay, dude, we're moving on. And they're like, they're you're going to shut it. You're going to shut down. Their talons in there still. You're going to shut like, down oh. mom and pop shops. 
that are operating on like with a minimal staff, uh, restaurants, and then razor, have a movie, thin, and uh, then have Oregon's. a fucking movie being filmed right next door <laughs> yeah, with a man, full like was, with a full oh, buffet line outside. It's like heartbreaking. You there's never there's probably never been a better picture of like elitism. Just like oh yeah, rules for yeah. you. You know. Yeah. I don't abide by these. We've got uh, we've got a movie to make. You know, COVID doesn't affect us. But anyway, we went off on a tangent there. What I didn't do was give you a proper intro. So what I want to do is rewind. Tell me a little bit about who you are. Uh, How'd you get to? I know you do some podcast stuff. Uh, You've got an apparel line. I kind of want to know all that. Give me the give me the meat there. Sure. Sure. Well, it kind of plays hand in hand to what we were just talking about. I was actually an athletic director and physical education teacher for 10 plus years. Oh, cool. And then COVID hit and uh, I was in the first wave of cuts. um, And, you know, if I'm being completely transparent, I was very unhappy with my position, just working in a school in general uh, for the last like two years. And so again, this was kind of a blessing in disguise. I had been doing the photography, uh, been doing some video stuff, uh, kind of the creative side of, of media and marketing on the side. Uh, with different brands here and there, mainly towards the outdoor space. Uh, and then when that happened, you know, we had a little bit of a scare because we're like, okay, now what? And then I just decided, you know what? I'm going to use some of my connections and my resources and see if there's a way to, you know, link in with another, um, uh, with, with a, an agency sure, and yeah. figure it out from there. Yeah. And, and we did. We made it work. Uh, very, very, very thankful and grateful for all that. Uh, but so, yeah, basically what do I do, what I do right now, um, I am a content creator. I am a social media community manager and just social media manager in general, help with different brands, working with campaigns, uh, strategy, scheduling, all that kind of stuff, pretty much everything, like all encompassing, like social media, uh, and digital marketing. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then again, I'll do content creation on the side, photography, videography for different brands and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, what I like to do for fun is I've got a, I, I too have a podcast called Potty Mouth the Podcast. Cool. I do out here uh, outside of my home uh, or inside of my home with uh, my good buddy, Paul, who is my co-host. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of fun with that. That's that's my bread and butter. I love I love doing podcasting. It's, it's just so fun. You get to hang out with cool people like yourself. And just, dude it's just bullshit you know it's just one of the last bits of like freedom of expression we have because yeah, right now all these all these platforms that that provide podcasting are like starving for content so it's not heavily uh monitored or scraped i mean you know there's you're able to thing happen with joe rogan a little bit but i mean yeah. yeah you are you're spot on this is like the last frontier so to speak when it comes to uh, freedom of speech and, and yep. not seeing censorship. Uh, it, it's, it's the last frontier. This is it right here. And and I try to tell everybody, uh, I, I, even to myself. So I, I, we've got our own YouTube channel as well. And I, uh, I kind of start, started viewing podcasts that I really like to enjoy. Uh, I kind of view them now as a TV show. Yeah. And so I, you know, at this point, I feel like mostly everybody, at least people who listen to podcasts have a smart TV. Sure. You can easily just stream yep. your favorite podcast through YouTube, through your smart TV. Yep. And that's what I do these days, you know, unless I'm, unless I've got like a really gnarly drive ahead of myself. Right. You know, I kind of save those episodes for home. Yeah, know? absolutely. I throw them on the TV and I, and I really like it, you know, just like any other TV show, you put it on the background. 
you know, and, and just go from there. Well, and what's so, funny is that's exactly how I consume media now. I do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, but when I'm inside mm-hmm. around a screen, really, I'm just playing something to listen to. I'm not even watching it because I'm off yeah. doing some other stuff. Um, so I consume podcasts that way. It's kind of like this background thing where all of a yeah. sudden I'll hear a topic I like and I'll pay attention to it for a little bit and I'll be like, okay, cool. And I'll go back to what I was doing. Um, but it's kind of changed the way, changed the way we consume media. And, uh, yeah, I think you nailed it with that. Um, just one of the last bits of, uh, you know, freedom of expression and, um, you know, really the, the last line for, for the second amendment there. Yeah, it uh, really is. It really is. And just having open discussions, right? Like you can't, you don't even see that anywhere anymore. Yeah. Um, especially over social media, you don't see that and you'll never see that in mainstream media as well. Right. There's always, whether it's the right or the left, um, either each one is trying to push some kind of an agenda. Yeah, for uh, sure. So when, when you can get together with somebody uh, and you may have wavering opinions on something, but just actual have like a conversation about it yeah uh, and then having massive amounts of people to be able to weigh in and listen to it yeah i think that's crucial yeah i i could agree 100 percent uh spencer are you married i am man oh am. dang i was looking to hook somebody up i got a lot of female <laughs> i got a lot of i got a big female audience <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure you do man i got a big male sure audience too beard, i didn't man. know the what you brings them in. <laughs> the beard yeah that's what it is uh any kids Yep. Yep. I got a, uh, he's, he's what he's, uh, once, once you get past a year, you kind of stop counting until yep. the next year, but he's, he's a few, he's a few months over a year now, man. I'm so uh, glad you didn't say some dumb shit like 16 months or something like that, man. <laughs> I can't stand that people do that no, all the no, time with their it's kids. Better. It's, it's better when they're like, Oh, he's like 78 weeks or something like that. <laughs> oh God. Drives me up a freaking wall. I'm like, yeah, like look, oh, your he's kids either. Seventy-five weeks. Oh, he's thirty-five years old. Cool, got it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say months up until a year, and then after that, yeah. you use years. If you want to yeah. say half, that's fine. But yeah, don't. Yeah. I'll say like he's almost a year. And don't a half make me that. do math. If I have to divide yeah. something by twelve, we don't get along. <laughs> like, just right there cut it you. out. Math is hard. Dude. Math is hard. <laughs> I'm not into it. <laughs> uh, man, so uh, I too have. I have two kids. Um, I have a son who's three and I have a daughter who's eight months old and, uh, man, having kids has just kind of changed my whole perspective on, on life. And, uh, it really does, it really does change your life, man. And, um, one of the things that I have on, (laughs) that I had on my list to talk about today was something that's really been, really been bugging me a lot lately, especially since I've had my little girl is, uh, just this blatant attack on, um, on, on women, man. And, yeah. What I'm most, what I'm, I'm going to refer to several instances, but the most recent one is this swimmer who decides he's a freaking woman. The dude was like, and I'm not even going to mention his name because it's not worth it. But the, the dude was like ranked 300 something in male competition. Yeah, not even close to being relevant in the. Men's not category. even relevant. So he's like, you know what? I'm a woman now. And then he goes and he wins the title. Are you kidding me? Like women and. What's uh, what's very frustrating to me is a lot of the people who, and I have I have some people who are close to me that are that fall within this category. So I got to be careful how I say this, but a lot of these who are pushing, um, women's equality, right, and they're big advocates for that, which I'm totally behind, um, are the same people who are promoting the acceptance of gender misidentities and confusion, and to be very blunt, um. It's a mental illness to be accepting of that mental illness. Um, 
is is a huge issue for me. I mean, all I can think about is when my daughter starts getting older and starts competing in things, I I won't be able to stomach watching some dude who comes in biologically a male, got a dong in his pants, <laughs> freaking like wiping the floor with my daughter at a competition she kicks ass at. Like it's insane to me. Now the flip side of that is then we have women who are supposed to be running in the Olympics, who they say your hormone levels are too off the charts, right? What we're going to need you to do is take some hormone blockers. Um, and if you don't do that, then you're not allowed to compete. And she didn't get to compete. What happened to this world? What happened to the world? Like, honestly, has it been this way? Look, my parents and my grandparents, everybody griped about something. Like, in their, in their lifetime... They've, there's always been some key topic issues, but I don't ever remember hearing my parents gripe about people just being a different sex because they want to be like, am I missing something? No, no, you're not missing anything. Um, it is a very, very unfortunate situation. What we're watching unfold. Uh, like you said, the guy wasn't irrelevant. He was completely irrelevant, you know, uh, when it came to his, his uh, sports specific um, being swimming uh, and then he changes the gender and now he's obviously dominating. Um, the best, it's the best woman swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Dominating. Like not even, not even close. Uh, I, I don't think this is right. So, um, you know, again, growing up athletics was a huge part of my life. Obviously I was an athletic director. I was a coach for a lot of different sports, baseball and football being one of my mains, uh, my main sports, but, um, I'm not going to lie, like women's sports was like barely having, for the most part, uh, you can make an argument for like Olympic soccer or something like that, uh, but like barely had any kind of a, a pulse. No, yeah. Uh, like women's basketball, get the fuck out of here. I'm they sorry. don't even. Like nobody's watching that. Um, yeah. A lot of these sports, nobody watches because right. it's not exciting. Right. Honestly, like, yeah. that's what it comes down to. It, sure. it really does. Yeah. And and I don't. And I'm not coming from a place of like hatred or anything like that. I'm coming from a place where it's like this is this this is fact. It is the fact. Majority of people, uh, people do not find this entertaining at all. Uh, and there's always this equality movement where we need to get paid. It's a business. The problem. It's a business when you when it comes down to it, like. The reason why a lot of these other male sports are getting paid more is truly comes down to the bottom line. How much money are they bringing in? And it comes down and, to it comes down to the biological makeup of men versus women. Biologically, men can perform, run faster, jump higher, lift more stuff. I mean, we're just we're engineered to do more in that aspect than a woman. Now, yeah. that's that's just facts. So with that in mind, and knowing that women's sports, all for the most part, was relatively unwatched and not a huge revenue producer, like that alone should be like the like obviously these dudes are just pretending to be women to go in to these areas nobody's looking at and yeah, dominate. And and truly, though, I mean, like my heart does break for these people because, again, like I just said, like women's sports really barely had a heartbeat to begin with. Like this is this is going to really later, like it, like future wise, let's think like bigger picture. Like this is really going to dishearten a lot of women 
uh, and little girls to What's the cutoff? participate in, let me, in, in sports. Let me ask you this. It's, Women's basketball. You yeah. got five people on the court. You got a team of, what, 20 maybe. Um, what's the cutoff? You you allow one man pretending to be a woman. Okay. Next year, it, it, maybe it gets, two or it three. Gets, it gets humorous at that Dang, point. you know what? They perform pretty well. Uh, maybe two or three more come. All of a sudden, you got five dudes on the court pretending to be women. Like, in 2025, what's that atmosphere look like? Because you've now opened this Pandora's box into, uh, it's a little more exciting with the men pretending to be women. Uh, maybe we should just do all men out on the court and call it women's basketball. You know, I mean, it's it's insane. Um, well, I mean, uh, D- uh, Dave Chappelle, great comedian. He had a he had a great bit about this. You know, uh, he made two points. One, well, if everyone was as good, wouldn't we just have it the NBA right. and everyone just play together? But yep. that's not the, nope. that's not fact, yep. right? And he said, well, just imagine if LeBron James just decided to go to, and I'm not a LeBron James fan, but it's undeniable. He's one of the greatest basketball players of our generation. Oh, yeah. He'll be uh, playing in the WNBA next year. he decided to go and play in the uh, WNBA. Yeah. He's putting up 800 points a game. That's MVP you know? right there. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's a slippery slope. I'm mind blown to the fact that we're here <laughs> yeah it's nuts <laughs> like man it's, and it's, like it's it doesn't just here it doesn't it's not just an attack on on women and it, it what's frustrating more than anything is the people who don't see it like that yeah. way like i don't understand how they don't see it as a direct attack on women when you start cross cross paths th- yep. doing this kind of stuff where you're a dude you know pretending to be a chick and you're just absolutely dominating now and like being called like the best female athlete of the year like pump the f- brakes dude like when, we're we're we've missed the mark here and when you when you break it down even further i mean it's more than just an attack on women um there's a there's an attack on the what they call the nuclear nuclear family which is you know the traditional family yeah. man oh, woman that shit apart, dude. oh yeah man woman living in the same house raising the kids everybody's you know happy there's conflict or whatever but they don't want that to exist anymore and it's for a couple of reasons they're pretty basic one independent people need more assistance people who need assistance need the government like that's what it all boils down to if we can make these people less dependent or uh less independent and more dependent uh, they will be easier to govern let's get rid of this uh this thought of family and what's funny is i mentioned this on facebook the other day and i knew it was going to blow up into into some stuff but i literally had somebody i what i did is um there's a show my son used to watch it's called coco melon and Coco Coco Melon's little sing along stupid skits with these cartoon characters, but you know what it is is wholesome. Always shows the kids doing learning something, um, right and wrong, whatever. But the imagery in that show is mom and dad, kids in the house. Um, somebody wrote an article. White picket fence. Yeah. Somebody wrote an article and it was being shared around. It went. It went viral on Facebook for a little while. It probably still is. I don't know. But it was parents. Uh, parents are outraged that Coco Melon has caused their children to delay speech and caused outburst in their children's behavior. So immediately I get on there and I'm like, okay, first off, that's 
complete bullshit. This is some fabrication that somebody wrote about, right? I was like, what it is is trying to create some social justice thing online that goes viral so they can get that removed. And the true attack is on its imagery of the traditional family with mom and dad in the home and the kids there. Um, that's the objective is they're trying to remove that. I was like, the same people who are going to push this article are the people who like the loud house and the loud house is a TV show that's on cartoon network right now. And it features mixed families, um, homosexual families. And look, the fact that that's there is fine, but I made a point to say that and somebody blew me up, man. And she was like, are you saying there shouldn't be more homosexual cartoons out there? And my response was, look, I don't care if they're out there but my kids aren't going to watch them. Like I don't allow them to watch those things. And she, her response was, um, oh, you're a bigot. You know, that's what's wrong with the world. And my response was, look, my religion, and I'm a religious guy. I was like, my religion tells me that that's a sin, right? I was like, I don't care. Like if it's out there, that's fine. I'm not the one posting fake articles trying to get it removed. Like I'm not the one trying to cause issues to get that pulled off the air. If it exists out there, I can accept that. And I can accept that some people buy into that. And some people live that lifestyle. I don't have to attack it. But what I can do is not shove that down my children's face, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, I'm not going to introduce them to that sin, just like I wouldn't introduce them to drugs, alcohol, adultery, um, you know, idolization of, of false idols. Like, I was like, I, I'm not going to do those things to my children because in my religion, that's a sin. And I was like, that's, that is what it is. You can get mad at me for it and call me a homophobe, but that's not the case. Like I have family that are, you know, homosexual. I, I have family that I talk to regularly and hang out with. And it's like, we don't have an issue, but they understand they've got their sins and I've got my sins. I'm not worried about your sins. I'm taking care of me and I've got my own shit to focus on. Right. Yeah. And that's the way I broke it down to that lady. And finally she was just like, gave up she's like all right well okay whatever right. yeah well i think that's that's one of the main takeaways right is like right now and again i think this had a lot to do with the lockdowns people had so much time on their hands to get mad about something oh that no we, that's and true we see it overlay into these last two and a half years yeah that's where true. people want to you know hard work isn't really rewarded anymore Right. Because uh, you can do you can get just as much out of it by just skating by yep. and doing the bare minimum. Um, the the whole conquer and divide thing that you mentioned, you know, that's what they want, because you are weaker when you were by yourself. Right. And you need to be dependent on somebody, a.k.a. the government. And even right? saying that will just make people livid. Oh, I can function by myself. And it's like, okay, look, that's true. Right. You can, go, you go can, you can <laughs> absolutely. Like, I'm sure you can function by yourself, but wouldn't you say it's would be better if you had an extra 60 to $80,000 a year coming in? Like, would that not be better for you and your children? Like, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that you were better off doing it this way. Most likely, you know, but anyway, that's no, it's it's so crazy where we are these days and and to your point man like they they're coming for kids now they're coming for kids they're whether it's uh crt oh that's uh, a big one it's a big one right now um all the cartoon networks have have all the cartoon stations have tuned into it they're running yeah. they're running yeah. nick news nickelodeon news like no. my yeah nickelodeon has a whole news segment 
where they pop in, they have children reporters, and they come in and they tell your kids about what's going on in the world. And guess what? It's all heavily Democrat influenced. For sure. I have to watch that crap. And then they have anti-racial promo spots where it's like some little kid gets on there. He's like, I'm constantly judged by the color of my skin and that's not fair. And if you and I'm like, you know what? My son doesn't know racism. Racism is not an inherited trait. It's a learned behavior. And the only way it's learned is because you guys introduced it to him. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's the truth. You, Morgan Freeman said it. If you want racism to go away, stop talking about it. Yep, it's very true. Giving, and you, you want it to continue to be a thing, yep. keep it relevant. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, the powers to be do want it to be a thing. I yes. I I got off on a tangent. I told I pre warned you I needed to rant about that. So thank you for letting me. Uh, I, love a good, I love a good rant. You're good, man. <laughs> let me do that. I got to flip it now um, because we need to talk about something that. Um, people might resonate well with i think they resonate well with that stuff too but maybe don't want to listen to it for too long but uh let's talk hunting and shooting man rebecca rebecca told me the other day um you get to do some precision like slash long range type shooting for the first time is that right yeah 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 Uh, my good friend nikki selby she just actually recently has gotten into it as well and we've got a range out here uh in, in paula california which isn't too far from where we're at uh and yeah she's she's gotten super into the long range thing i just barely got introduced to it yeah uh it's i can see how it can be super addictive yeah uh a little too much math for me to be honest oh man a lot going on there they got apps Uh, that'll do it now for you though what's that they got some apps that'll do it for you now so that kind of helps out a lot yeah that is good uh but yeah dude i hit a an 800 yard plate and i was like okay now i get it now i can see why People when you get, get that, like, when you get that like two second delay from, yeah, from the, bing. yep. Yep. Uh, it's, it's pretty it's cool. cool it's pretty cool to see. But yeah. I've been, I've been super into, I'm definitely more into like the, the self-defense kind of, kind sure. of, um, uh, shooting where it's like concealed close yeah. range kind of stuff. I, I enjoy that a little bit more. Cause again, it's a little more practical for me. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy shooting, um, a lot. I'll, I'll just go out in the middle of nowhere and hang up some steel plates. And, sure have at it so. yeah well um rebecca had told me that you were um unknowingly using one of our products out there and by one yeah, of our products yeah. i'm not talking about Sightmark. um we actually own kofiager as well yeah so kofiager is a tripod gun rest system um with a uh, very unique vice and i don't like to push products on here but i am a huge advocate of this system uh compared yeah. to all the other ones that are out there um, this one is very, like, I mean, it's top notch. It's worth every penny. Um, I own a few of them, uh, one for me and one for anybody that wants to go with me, because awesome. if you're, yeah, again, if you're not running one to go off of, you yeah. know, like this is my first, first time, but man, that, that thing was smooth, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it was actually in, so that product, um, for those of you who might not know Kofi Ager, um, go check them out. Um, it's Kofi Ager when precision matters. I think it's kjrest.com is the website. Um, that was developed here locally in Texas by some Dallas SWAT officers. So this was a product that was actually used on SWAT teams. And then uh, the two guys who were Dallas SWAT officers that developed it, they were like, man, we've taken this as far as we want to take it. Like, let's hand it off now and see if somebody can ramp up production. And that's kind of where it's at now at its its stage. But I'm glad to see it's making its way all the way 
organically <laughs> yeah. over to California. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Nikki rocks it, and again, I got to you know I was introduced to it, and yeah, it was it's a good time, man. It's a good time. I enjoy it. It's too bad ammo and is just an absolute shit show to get a hold of. Oh yeah, right? and anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's probably a lot harder over in California too. Uh, well, again, uh, with all the you know going back to prop 65 right <laughs> but anything uh, anything that pushes it, anything that you can push out to 800 yards or more is probably a pretty penny right now uh yeah um and and just with like there's just so many regulations like you know your mag it's like 10, 10 round mags you know shit just you know stupid stuff california california's you have to you're in you have to have a paddle on your ar you know you can't have like a pistol grip California is single-handedly probably one of the most aggressive states when it comes so to attacking the Second Amendment, and people oh, yeah. don't even know what the biggest attack is. California has an approved gun list, which means yeah. only guns on that list can be sold. No yeah. guns that are not on the list, which have to be approved by the California... Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Governance, whatever you want to call that. Um, the state of California has to approve a gun being added. When they add a gun to the list, um, currently, two guns have to come off of it. There's legislation, I think, right now in California, which I don't know if you've seen it, but if not, you probably will soon, because I think it's coming, it was either coming, I've talked about this last year, it was either coming up to vote this year or next year. Um, they were talking about upping that to three. You add one gun to the list, you drop off three. Tell me how that makes any fucking sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. What it is, is gun control at its freaking finest and sl and sneaky as hell. Because eventually, they're going to be adding guns real quick. I can tell you that. It'll be easier to get a gun on the list. They're going to be like, oh yeah, we'd love to sell it. Yeah, we'll put that gun on there. Oh, sure. we'll just take three off the backside. Yeah. And then three off the backside. And then three off the backside. And before you know it, you got you know, a handful of guns that you can yeah, legally you buy. And like, guess what? Guess yeah, what? It's... Those approved guns are probably going to be some high-end crap that's $5,000 a piece. And all of a sudden, you know, your regular Joe Schmo walking down the street's not going to be able to afford that rifle. You know, that's it's like, go buy now. Yeah. Go buy now. It's insane, man. That's, that's frustrating. Um, but, um, do you do any kind of, uh, do you do any kind of night hunting or anything like that? You can't do shit out here, man. When it comes, it's to that. all illegal over there, right? Oh yeah, it's all illegal. You can't, you can't use, um, yeah, you can't use any kind of lighting, as far as my knowledge goes. Uh, no kind of lighting. You've got your, you know, your sun up, sun down. Yep. Kind of grace period, you know, right? Maybe fifteen minutes before and after, and then you're you're wrapped up. At least when it comes to archery, um, you know, that's I do I do both, but um, archery is a little more of my bread and butter when it comes to hunting. Gotcha. Uh, but uh but yeah again you know we're, our hands are pretty tied this might be like the worst place to be we'll have to hunting. we'll have to get you down to texas sometime and take you on a That'd night hunt great. because it's man it's a it's an experience yeah, uh Sightmark yeah, has I, got I some Sightmark has kind of transformed um over the years they started off with like laser bore sights um and then they they morphed into like red dot sight all the products coming out are heavily qc'd um very high standards a lot of times they're coming out of the exact same factories exact same materials that um, vortex uses um we we produce quite a few things but then sightmark we discovered another hole in the market which was digital night vision and we started jumping yeah. into that and man we we came out with these wraith rifle scopes and they've just been blowing up and i'll tell you what man 
It's the most fun you'll have at nighttime with your pants still on. I guarantee you. <laughs> so we'll have to get you down here for a for a night hunt sometime. I like that. <laughs> um, and I, I always say, like, I'm not going to sell products on the show, and I don't yeah, intend yeah. to. I don't want to be a big product push. I'm not going to go into specs. But Sightmark is a sponsor, um, so I want to show them some love. Uh, I have another sponsor, which I forgot to mention at the at the uh, at the beginning of this, but Timber Creek Outfitters. Uh, Timber Creek Outfitters um, they do custom hardware for uh, I say hardware furniture for AR platforms. They have uh, kits. They have a whole kit called the Enforcer Kit, um, which you buy that Enforcer Kit, you can change out everything: your rail, your grip, your trigger guard, uh, your charging handle, everything, uh, and completely customize it to whatever color you like. Um, so if you guys are interested in something like that, I fully recommend you go check that out. Uh, Spencer, I got a question for you. You are very good on social media. Um, you are the type of person I would like to be on social media, but I can't be. And part of my problem is one, I don't want to hire a photographer and two, I can't take photos like this. Are <laughs> Do you have somebody following you around with a camera all the time? Or are you doing all these yourself? Um, I, I'd say probably you're looking at 95 to 98% of my photos I've taken myself. Damn. Man. Yeah. That makes me jealous. There's some high quality photos here. Some good content. I I actually, it's funny. And any content creators listening to this, I started with the iPhone just like everybody did. Yeah. Shooting portrait mode. I got really good at uh, Lightroom, which is an editing app. Mm -hmm. Adobe. Yep. Uh, And then I had a conversation with somebody who at the time, I kind of held up on a pedestal thinking like they were like the cream of the crop Yeah. when it came to content creators and digital creators. And uh, at, at this point in time, I feel like I've surpassed him. But at the time I talked to him, uh, he made a very, very notable comment. And he said, you know, at a certain point, you just got to fucking jump. Right. And go get an actual camera. Yeah. And I fought it to the nail. Like, no, like the iPhone, like it's a great camera and it is a good camera. Sure. But when you take an iPhone photo and I don't care how well your, your editing skills are, and then you take it from something that you've taken off of a mirrorless or a DSLR, the argument's hard to be made. Right. You're going to have a hard time making that argument. Yeah. And it's, uh, Especially in those after editings where you'd like drop yeah. that into Lightroom, you can pull out so yeah. much more from those photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something also like I learned later on where it's like, oh man, I don't think I, I, I think I missed that shot or whatever. I'll, I'll just hang on to it. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe I'm bored and I'm editing photos and I'll come across that photo and I'll start messing with them. Like, holy shit, it actually turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah. Just because, you know, you never know that like editing, Man, like really, if you can really step up your editing game, like you can salvage a lot of content. Yeah. Uh, and, and I and I was still doing like GoPro stuff. Like, so I went from like iPhone to GoPro. Uh, and then eventually, like through that guy's advice, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. I'm just yeah. going to go get a camera. And I ended up getting the camera quickly graduated from that one and moved on to like, I went into the Sony, the Sony family. Oh, nice. Which, again, if anyone was trying to look into that. Um, I, I'm never going to leave the Sony family. Their, their autofocus is amazing. Uh, I, I feel like they're second to none when it comes to that space. Again, you're going to get great cameras anywhere. You go to Canon. You're what are we running here? Yeah. What do you guys I got, got? I got cannons. Son of yeah. a Hey, get some Sonys in here, Chris. <laughs> are no, you man, even listening gonna, to this guy? He says Sony's where it's at. <laughs> 
Oh, Chris can't hear you because I got my headphones in. That makes a lot of sense. Otherwise, he other otherwise we had the Sony's out already. Yeah, yeah. No, Sony's <laughs> are great, dude. And so, um, little side note. Uh, so again, we've got the podcast, Potty Mouth the pod, uh, podcast, and we run everything off of cameras, just yeah. like you would take them to go shoot uh, photography with. But well, we run Sony A. The A stands for Alpha Series. They mm-hmm. have an, an Alpha Series, and uh, it's Sony A sixty four hundreds. And what is really crucial about those cameras is that they actually don't have time limits. Oh, that's nice. Video. Yeah. And that is a little tidbit that I wish I knew yeah. when I first started diving in. You're having to resettle them every 20 minutes originally. Oh, and 30, 30 minutes and your camera just shuts off. When I checked out some of your podcasts, they're long too. You you go on we for a couple of hours, problems. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I enjoy it. Yeah. I know it's not for everybody. I mean, I just did one with our friends over at Reload Rub and Seasoning. They're out of Tennessee. Yeah. Great product. But uh, we did a three-hour yeah. satellite. No, that's the one. That's one of the ones I was yeah, referencing like, just now. Dude, I don't know who the fuck's gonna listen to this. But I listened <laughs> to a lot of it. Conversation. It really was. The guy knows everything when it comes to bourbon and whiskeys, and like he talked literally for an hour plus yeah. just about bourbon. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was super knowledgeable stuff. Super, super uh, informative. Uh, but again, it's like three hours, but I try to, I've been trying to dial it back, trying to stick around like an hour, 20, hour, 30, a little yep. more digestible for people. But sometimes you just get one of those guests that pop in well, and it's like, dude, we're going to be in this for the long haul and hopefully you guys are down with it. But that's my thing. When, when Sidemark came to me and wanted to start a podcast, um, you know, we discussed like time wise and I was like, you know what? I'd really like to keep most of them like an hour or shorter. And yeah. really the idea behind that was at least at least starting out, I feel like I kind of have to build up a trust with this audience. Like there's not going to be too many new people that'll probably like pop up and be like, Hmm, who's Jeff? What's that Mark? Oh, three hours. Fuck that guy. You know, they just, I don't want to, I didn't want them to do that. So I kept them pretty short. Um, but we have really been considering going with longer span, but we have a lot of other variables at play, especially in this office. We have a lot of people juggling multiple things. Every time I record a podcast, I snag some of our photo video guys to help me set it up and make it look good. And um, it takes some time from them. And then I have a full-time job outside of this as well here. Um, So I don't know. I'm kind of in this sweet spot right now, like right at 45 minutes to an hour. And that's kind of working well for me. But the intent is later down the road, once I get a little more comfortable with everything, maybe hopefully push that out to an hour and a half, two hours. Um, But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. With all that being said, man, I am running out of time. So what I want to do for you is um, just give yourself another shout out. Where can people find you? Um, and then we didn't talk about, did we talk about your apparel company at all? No, man, it's cool, dude. Uh, it's it's all for fun, man. It's called Sin Butter. And you got a lot of patriotic, a lot of retro vibes, kind of in your face, kind of uh, uh uh, phrases and all that kind of stuff. It's fun. I'm not looking to get rich on it by any means, but it's a, uh, it's a good time. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. That's uh, one of the things I wanted to do is start my own apparel. So again, like the podcast, the apparel, and then like kind of diving into this digital marketing world all happened right in the beginning of COVID. Yep. So. Absolutely. Um, and it looks like both people, people can find that pretty easy from your Instagram. It looks like what's yeah. your, what's yeah. your so Instagram you handle? Find, you can find my personal at Spencer Kirk's the official. Um, and you got a backup in case some- when you get banned, you got a backup ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I should get a bat. I should get one. Cause man, <laughs> I feel like my time's coming here pretty soon. I was, I've uh, already man. reported you twice. 
<laughs> I, I, I try to report Rebecca and I'm sure she reports me. So oh, yeah, it's for fine. sure. It's, it's a good give and take. <laughs> but um, no, and then you can find us at, uh, at Potty Mouth Podcast and at Send Butter. So okay, I cool. try to, it's the triangle of, of success, right? You can either find me in one of those three categories and, uh, and either way, it's all a good time. So. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Spencer. Well, hey, man, thanks for carving out some time today to talk to me and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. Absolutely, man. Have a great day. All right. You too, brother. Take it easy.